So John's message is to write in a way that people can come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah and by believing that they could have life, life in his name. Today we're going to be talking about the study of the Gospel of John and we studied this seven years ago and um, how is this different from the last one? Oh, you're going to be so excited to know that it's different in every way possible. It's completely different because we are completely different people than we were seven years ago. Our circumstances are different. Our experiences have changed. Our families have changed. Even our cultural norms have changed. So when you think about what the culture was talking about seven years ago versus what the culture is talking about now, our world has changed. We have changed. And so the study of John coming up seven years later affords us the privilege of digesting these eternal truths in places and spaces where we now find ourselves. So yes, we have updated applications and we've freshened our visuals and we've actually pulled out First John and spread out the book of John. And we've used technology in new ways. But the reality is the study's completely different because we are completely different. And so I'm so excited to study the book of John again to see what God will show me this time. That's right, because every time we study the Bible, it's something new and fresh in our hearts, right? In our minds. So um, how can we relate John's gospel to the troubles we face today? Boy, aren't we facing troubles today? I mean, everywhere you look. It's interesting because what I think happens in the gospel of John is that John speaks to the reality of the deep needs that underlie the troubles that we face. John may not tell you exactly which job to take. You may not get that out of the book of John. But in the book of John, you're going to find your absolute purpose for living, the reason that God placed you on this earth at this time. In the book of John, you're going to find the unconditional love that we want, that we go after, that sometimes it's our own chasing after that that's created trouble in our lives and in our world. In the book of John, we're going to find this true source of satisfaction that we chase, that we try other things and we see if that's going to be enough that we can feel satisfied. But John reveals the true source of satisfaction. In the book of John, we find comfort, the comfort that we all yearn for, the comfort that we um, want people to give us. We want to be deeply comforted, but we find that in the book of John. It's actually remarkable because John speaks to the needs of our hearts, the desires of our hearts, the fears that we face. It speaks to every aspect of the troubles we are facing. And it gives us something deeply rooted that no one can take away from us, even if our circumstances don't, don't change. Like sometimes that's what we want in our troubles. We just want it to be gone. But the Gospel of John gives us something deeper and more permanent than that, even as God works through our troubles. And often we find, as God is changing our hearts and the way we think and our minds, He's actually changing those troubles around us too. So lots of potential this year. And for those who are struggling and for those who are wondering um, uh, what what's going on or just gripped with fear and having a hard time, the book of John is a great place to stop and slow down 
and let the Lord speak to you and to meet Jesus on every page and in every word. Holly, your words are amazing. And I know that it's, you know, putting something in someone's heart that they need to hear right now. So thank you for that. So, you know, there's three significant points that everyone would like to know about this study. What are they? Mm, if I if I were going to give you three things to not only remember for yourself, but maybe to use as you invite someone else to come, I would say first, the study of John is an invitation to gaze at Jesus. It's an invitation to slow down and gaze at Jesus. And what do we need more than that? I mean, really, we're going to read his words. We're going to ponder his actions. We're going to see how he invested in people. We're going to see how he stood against his enemies. We're going to see how he embraced the shame and the disgrace of the cross and the pain of the cross with a love that no human words can explain. We'll, we'll do our very best and we will fall so short of explaining the love of God. We're going to see the victory that Jesus experiences as he frees us from slavery to sin. We get to gaze at Jesus. We get to do that. And we know that we become what we behold, that we become more like what we behold. And so we have such a great privilege in this book. So first, it's an invitation to gaze at Jesus. Second, it's an invitation to abundant life. Now, not just life, but abundant life, because John wrote the book so that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ or the Messiah, the Son of God. And then he says, and by believing that we would have life in his name. You see, there was something beyond, something more to understand, more depth to that idea of belief. So Jesus says in this book, he is the way to abundant life. This is an invitation to a contented life, an invitation to learn what it means to rest with confidence and that God is willing and able to do all that he can. It's an invitation to be contented as you recognize God's power to guide you through the joys and challenges of this life. I mean, it's an invitation to recognize and relish the hope that we have in Jesus and to live with hope in the midst of a world that doesn't offer much hope. So it's an invitation to gaze at Jesus. It is an invitation to an abundant life. And then the third thing I, I think everyone should know is it's for everyone. Like, it's just an invitation for everyone. It's not an invitation that's special to a certain group of people. That For those new to the Bible study, what you're going to find is great treasures in the book of John. You are going to open it up and on the very first week, find great treasures. And for those who have studied the Bible for years, or maybe you would say, I have done John for 40 years in BSF, you're still going to encounter inexhaustible truths that take your breath away again this year. John has the, the supernatural and really divinely inspired ability to capture truth with both simplicity and profundity at the same time. So from infants to seasoned seniors, the book of John has something for you. And I think those are three of the most significant points we could offer people as they walk through the pages of the study. So what is the overall message of John's study and how will the book change lives, Holly? Uh, well, so interestingly enough, he he uh, doesn't lead with his overall 
overall message. He tells you that just at the end of the book. So we don't really have to speculate. Um, in, in John chapter 20, verse 31, he says, but these are written, these words have been written, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. These words are written so that we can enjoy a life. And so, so those who believe in Jesus, and, and we'll read that in John chapter one, we'll read that having believed, you receive the Holy Spirit. And what he says is those who believe in Jesus have a life that they can live now, that they can walk out now. And it's really beautiful. You can be fully known and fully loved now, even though you may have lots of mistakes you've made in your life. Jesus says, I is going to explain all of these different ways through the scripture that he um, provides for us, that he cares for us. He's going to call himself the good shepherd. He's going to call himself the way, the truth, and the life. He's going to call himself the resurrection and the life. And those are not just great truths to be able to spark Bible trivia conversations. Those are meant to inform the way we think and the way we live and the way we respond to bring comfort in that contented life that we talked about. So John's message is to write in a way that people can come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah and by believing that they could have life, life in his name. Can you tell us of any stories of life-changing events that took place during the kingdom divided? I, I'd love to. This This could be a marathon podcast we could just start talking and we could talk for days and weeks you know um i would i would like to say up front we at headquarters have a a saying it's part of who we are it's been part of our existence from the very beginning and we always say to god be the glory so what i'm about to share i want to preface with to god be the glory because he is the one who does great things but we have seen and heard stories of how God has used the people of the promise study to change lives and hearts. I mean, everything from men who brought their pornography addiction into the light because they were convicted through the study and they began to have a change of heart and a change of behavior and invite accountability into their lives. In India, we had an unbeliever join the study and she had cancer when she joined the study. And she would gather with her group each week on Zoom, much like we are doing right here. And as she got to know the Lord, she came to saving faith in him. She came to believe in him and she trusted him joyfully, claiming the promise of Second Chronicles as her own. And that promise was do not be afraid or dismayed because the battle belongs to the Lord. She died five months into the study. But she made a lasting impact on those she studied with, and she got to go home and be with Jesus and enter eternity because of God's grace and because of the way God opened her eyes through the study of his word. You know, in Japan, another woman shared a story. It was really interesting because her perception of people of the promise, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I I don't know that book of the Bible, that's because it's not one book, it's a whole bunch of books that we throw together in a study. Um, But her perception of of the divided kingdom of Israel and the kings and the prophets was, it's all confusing, just confusing. But she decided to embark on that study anyway. And as she began to, she began to see 
it's not so much about memorizing the kings and the prophets' names. This was a story of God's fatherhood to Israel. And as she began to understand how God was such a good father to Israel, she began to relate to God as her father. She, she reminded us not to get sidetracked into trying to memorize names or all of, of the kings or the prophets, but to remember that when we study his word, we get to see a deeper, fuller glimpse of God's character and a deeper understanding of our beautiful Savior. I have another story I love, and this is the story of a Spanish-speaking caregiver. She was really serving as a nanny for some children, and the mom wanted her children to go to BSF, but for this season and her work schedule, she couldn't take them. So she had the nanny. She asked the nanny, would she take them to BSF? Well, we learned uh, the, the first few weeks that this, this Spanish-speaking woman went to BSF, she was... Um, pretty closed off in her group. She didn't say very much. She didn't even sit in the circle. She kind of pulled herself back from the group. And so her group leader began to look and, and, and reach out and at just ask and learn a little bit about the woman. And it turns out the woman had a fifth grade education and she couldn't actually keep up with the reading or the writing. I mean, she started during Isaiah. And uh, for those of you listening, we, we tried something crazy and put 39 chapters of Isaiah in one week. Uh, don't be afraid. Still come. We don't <laughs> do that in John. <laughs> That's all right. But she couldn't keep up with the writing. And so the group leader helped set her up to listen to the notes, to listen to the lecture, and to listen to the Bible reading each week. And it transformed her time in that study. She moved in. She began to participate. She began to share. And at the end of People of the Promise Kingdom Divided, her, her group said, are you going to get to come back? And she said, I hope so. And so they're working right now to get her schedule so that she can come back, even if she's not taking care of the kids on that day, to be a part of BSF. Now, I will tell you, I spent class, I spent time in Nairobi this spring with a few of our headquarters staff. And we visited quite a few of the classes in Nairobi, and they were going through a very severe drought. Um, really, in some ways, they would say a 20 or 30 year drought. While they'll get a little bit of rain, over time, they've been getting less and less of rain. And so their crops were dead, and their animals were dying, and their sources of food were drying up. And you might think that when you go visit a place where they're in drought, uh, where food is scarce, where the goats that they would use to get the milk that they would drink are dying. And so they can't even have that source. You would think that would be a hard place to go. But what I want you to know is what I saw and heard there were stories of people who trust God so deeply. Stories of people who share with each other in the midst of the scarcity, not out of abundance. I saw heartfelt worship and I saw a deep contentedness that actually reminds me of the abundant life we're about to talk to. I saw that in our brothers and sisters in Africa. I visited a student program with 120 students. And in one level, there were 19 11-year-old boys. <laughs> 19 11-year-old boys. And it was so incredibly encouraging because they're locked in, they're paying attention. And all I could think about was, what do they look like in 10 years? And in 20 years, 
and in 30 years, the seeds that are being planted in these young men now. So we hear stories from all over the globe. We provide additional leadership training to our leaders who come to BSF. It's one of the privileges of being in leadership. And an interesting story we heard from our leadership training was that we had used a conflict resolution training with some of our leaders. And one leader reached out to us afterwards and said, I use that not at BSF, but I actually use that in my real life one day in a retail environment where her frustration was rising, rising, rising because of what she was observing. And when it came time for her to interact with the person who was at the other end of her frustration, she used her conflict resolution training. And instead of being upset, she was very gentle with the sales clerk. She actually ended up asking her about herself and building this relationship. And it turns out she invited the sales clerk to BSF. And now she's also attending. So that gentle answer uh, not only turned away wrath, but developed a friendship and brought somebody to BSF. So I, I, like I said, I could take all day long. And uh, you would have to cut and figure out which ones not to include. But only God knows the full extent of his life-changing work through the study. And we stand back and we say that was not us. That was all him. And we are so grateful for the glimpses that he gives us, that we can see what he's doing. But that was all him. So to God be the glory. He has done and is doing great things. Amen. Thank you for that. Wow. I think you're blessing someone's life today, Holly. I really do. So, you know, let's talk about what, like a twofold question, what's new and changing in BSF, like what's coming up this year. And also I understand you're traveling, but Mm -hmm. you need to be talking about that because I don't think anybody (laughs) out there knows what you do during the year. They all think you're sitting in Texas you know, with your staff, you know, every day we're coming in having coffee, but no, what, what are you doing? All right. Well, so at headquarters right now, we are actually almost finished with the revelation study. So I, I just want you to know that we have the most incredible team of employees at headquarters and they are working relentlessly. They, they work all the time in really beautiful ways. And so the revelation studies, um, getting the finishing touches on it, We're starting the student program material. Uh, Well, actually, we're not just starting it. We're in the middle of writing the student program material for Revelation. You'll continue to hear more about that as we go on throughout the year, because it's a beautiful segue to study the book of John and then to study the book of Revelation, which was also written by the Apostle John. Um, We are constantly looking at ways to... um, to make God's word accessible to people, to make the study accessible to people. We're excited about the work that happens on our Bible app called Word Go, which anyone can download and it's for free. So we're always working on Word Go. We're dreaming and imagining and praying about what could be coming in the future. So I will just plant that seed. That's all that needs to go right now. But for the most part, we love the purity of studying God's word in community. And we want to build in every way to make that um, possible, uh, to make that interesting, to make that desirable. So those are the things we're working on. And yes, you mentioned travel and you heard me say when I was in Africa in the spring, um, prior to COVID, we had a really good rhythm of 
visiting our classes, of meeting with our leaders, of seeing what was going on around the world and how we could better serve people. And post-COVID, our schedules change, our, our, our rhythm has changed a little bit. But this fall, there's a group of us from headquarters that will be going to Southeast Asia. And so we'll be visiting um, Taiwan and Hong Kong and Malaysia and the Philippines and Singapore. And our intent and our goal there is to meet with leaders, um, to meet with pastors, host church pastors who serve, uh, who either host a class or maybe just pastors to let them know about BSF and how our desire to support the church and never to pull away from the church. We also make, um, make relationships and build relationships with, um, you know, lawyers and attorneys and accountants, because we do operate uh, in some level in all of these different places. And so there's rules and legalities around that. Um, but mostly we meet together, we, we fellowship, we go see classes, we've got some innovative things happening in Hong Kong that we want to go watch and, and we want to see what they're doing. So, yep, we do spend a little bit of time on the road every year. We're here to serve what we would call, we're here to serve our community. And we see our community as the classes and the leaders. And we want to be out listening and serving you well, um, because we want to continue to kind provide the kind of Bible study that you'll invite your friends to and that you yourselves want to participate in. So a little bit of travel this fall, but I'm literally looking forward to it. I bet there's so many people when you get there are like so priv feel privileged that you've actually come to see them across the world. I mean, they must be so excited you're there and a little bit scared. <laughs> well, I would say the privilege is all ours. Um, you know, that that's what I would say. Um, I, I mean, I could sit here again and tell you story after story from simple things like riding in cars with people to go to classes in Africa, but also sitting and talking to people. Um, some people invited us into their home. And so we have these images permanently stamped. We have these shared experiences with leaders and, and class members and all sorts of, you know, just the children. I have so many children's images. In Africa, we visited a class uh, one night. And then a few days later, we were at church. And uh, one of the little boys ran across the grounds going, Miss Teacher, Miss Teacher, Miss Teacher. And uh, he recognized a couple of us and from BSF. And so he came up, he told us he's going to be a pastor one day. He told us about his love for the Lord. Aww. So that's that's these are we we count our bsf as a community we actually see everybody as a part of this community and we want to serve them well so we do spend some time going to see where you live and what's it like for you to do bsf and certainly i think overseas it helps us understand um how to serve in asia and in africa and in australia and and in india and all the places where bsf is is per currently we are we are all connected, like you said, by this community yeah. of BSF, because I tell people, you know, I do BSF. I'm a group leader and they'll say, oh, I know somebody who does BSF. I know. That's and right. my wife does it. And this and, you know, and it's it's such a needed study. You know, so for those who are listening that uh, are maybe are not familiar with BSF Bible Study Fellowship, we've got what we would call some pretty um, well 
proven Bible study methods. Um, our original, our founder originally said, let's work on this fourfold approach. Let's have some questions to prepare our hearts and our minds for when we come together and we learn how to talk about God's word together. And then let's listen to teaching that comes you know, from a trained, biblically trained teacher. And then let's read these notes that come along. So this fourfold approach in 1952 was pretty revolutionary at the time. And now you see more of it, but but that was our founder's vision is this method of Bible study each week where you learned individually in your heart work time or homework time, but we, we know it's heart work that's happening, where you learned in community as you discussed questions together. Um, and then where you listened and learned from someone who is trained biblically to teach. So I think I think the reason I would say BSF's a great place to be from September to May is both the methodology of how we study the Bible, but also the fact that in that layered approach, we build on something for nine months out of the year. We focus on teaching biblical truth in very applicable ways. We are not interested in leaving you with head knowledge. It's not our joy if you can win the Bible trivia contest. It's our joy when you can persevere under trial in a way that causes people to see God in you and be encouraged by that. You know, the other thing we have at Bible Study Fellowship that um, makes it a very special place, and that's our amazing volunteers. We have a trained group leader to lead every group. We have trained children's leaders to lead your children. We have trained teaching leaders and online trainers to lead the training and the preparation. Um, so we have an amazing group of volunteers that serve a local class or that serve an online class or area. I told you I'm an online group leader uh, with another friend of mine. And so we'll do that again this year. Um, and then there's a new community that you get connected to. And so I made friends that I would have never made any other way had I not gone to a BSF class. And so that weekly approach gives the word of God the opportunity to marinate into our minds and our hearts. And really, we develop spiritual muscle as we keep exercising that muscle daily and weekly and monthly in a really beautiful rhythm. So there's lots of reasons to try BSF. It's a great place to study God's word. And Holly, can you clarify for the people that are watching that, you know, have not ever, you know, studied the Bible or is there like a denomination thing going on? Oh, great question. Yeah. 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 No, so such a great question. So we are what we would call interdenominational. That means anyone's welcome. Anyone's welcome. We're not associated with a particular de denomination um, or church. We have a statement of faith that you can read on our website. So if you think to yourself, well, what do, does Bible Study Fellowship teach? You can read our statement of faith on our website. What we have done, though, is we have said there are differences in some denominations, but that we can still teach the whole of the word of God and we can let each denomination teach its differences. And so we we're for anybody. We've had, we have unbelievers come. We have believers. We have believers come. We have people from other backgrounds and traditions come. And we have people who just want to come and learn the lang the English language. We have people who want to come and disprove the Bible. We have everybody come and you are welcome here. Um, and we are going to let you discover for yourself through the word of God, what it says. 
and they have a children's program that's amazing. So young moms out there, if you want to, you want need a place for to study the Bible and and know that your kids are going to be, you know, studying along with you in a different way. Of course, um, we want you to know that that's available, right, Holly? That's right. So from infants all the way to eighteen-year-olds, and we'll graduate them into other classes um, for all ages and stages. There's a place for you at BSF. And we meet in person and on Zoom. If we nobody... do. Yeah. We so do. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find a BSF class by going to our bsfinternational.org website and there's a find a class tab. You can find a class by just asking around because you might know somebody who goes to BSF. Um, you can meet in person and in person we have preschool programs. We have, we have infant and preschool programs. Uh, we also have student programs. So that's a any age five to 17, that's different depending on uh, where you live around the world, what you call that, but for five to 17 year olds, and then 18 year olds can come into our adult program. But you can also find an online group. And the luxury of the online group is it meets at the time that's convenient for you. So online gives you an opportunity to say, I want to meet at 645 on Monday mornings. And I'm going to find a group that meets at that time. And you begin to develop this community of people who might be from all over the world, um, but who start their Monday mornings together studying God's word. So you really go back to our website and join BS, find a class, find a class is I think it's what it's called, but join BSF and you can look for it that way. I have a, um, an ex leader uh, who, you know, now she's just studying with BSF and she goes on zoom. She goes, they actually fellowship together too yeah, on zoom. Of course. So even though if you can't get into a class, maybe you're stuck home, maybe whatever, you know, you can, you still can fellowship with these people all around the world, all around this country. You know, like, like Holly said, you can pick the class. So Holly, how would people be able to find out about BSF Bible study fellowship international? Can you talk about that? And the app for word go. So our, our website, bsfinternational.org, will have more information about what I described as our fourfold approach. It'll have more information about how we were founded and the heart of our founder and why we do what we do. It'll tell you all about actually word go. You can see information about word go as well. Um, so I think that's a great place to start to begin to understand more about BSF is to go to our website. Or like I said, just to ask around because it's very possible, you know, somebody who's been to BSF, but yeah. yes, I, I would encourage you to go to the website. And if you have more questions, send your, send us your questions. We'll do our very best to answer. Um, you can call headquarters as well, but I think the website gives more information and is it more accessible? Yeah. And you know, you know, what's great, Holly, is that the, like you said before, the John, the Gospel of John study, which is this book right here. Um, this this study will help us segue into the book of Revelation. Like you said, John, John also wrote. So that gets our hearts ready for, you know, everything that's happening around the world right now. So, mm -hmm. Holly, would you like to leave my audience with anything today about, you know, this message of God, John's gospel? Everywhere I look around me, I see um, brokenness. I see glimmers of beauty in places, but I also see great pain and great brokenness. I see a lot of confusion. 
I see a lot of people trying to figure out what is truth. Uh, trying to discern all of those different news feeds that come in and all the different blogs, which one's true. I see people asking themselves, who can I trust? I, I hear and I speak with people who are watching waves of things come our direction that that aren't going to be good for any of us. And yet they don't really know how to withstand the waves. So I think what I would say to people is if you're feeling tossed in a storm, if you're feeling um, fearful about the future, if you're feeling uh, intimidated by God's word, if you're feeling um, new to all of this, if you're feeling like you know all of this already, you've already done this, so you're going to look for another study to do. I would say all of those thoughts, mm, I'm not sure I would buy any of that. What I would say is that this is a place to come and be deeply rooted in the Word of God. It doesn't cost you anything. You know, we didn't talk about that. It's free. And uh, that's something for people that they have trouble with. Like, it's actually free. It doesn't cost you anything. We provide all the materials. We provide the trained leaders to facilitate this. At the beginning of the book of John, um, there's an invitation. It's right at the end of John chapter one. And the invitation is come and see. And it's a it's it's Andrew saying, come and see, come and see Jesus. And I guess what I would say is I'd invite you to come and see Jesus this year. If you feel like all the other stuff you've tried isn't working to accomplish what you hoped it would in your lives and in your hearts, come and see Jesus. Because you may find, and you likely will find, that he is the true source of satisfaction. You just won't be disappointed. So it's an incredible opportunity to study the Word of God this year, an incredible opportunity to meet new people. And the book that you held up is a, is, is represents those, the questions that you get to pour over each week. It represents the notes that you get to read, those written materials that you get to read. And it's, it's just beautiful to do that together in community. So come and see. Come and see.